0: welcome to abw live the place you come for all your arsenal information and a little tickle if you've been good me and john are here we've got beards he may have hair i have no hair but he has a hat so we don't know what's going on underneath that hat oh we're never gonna find out are we john you're right i'm good you know i guess in the end right we got there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I asked him what the temperature was, and uh, he knows it's 10 degrees here and he just smiled and said that. I think he thought I'm saying nothing, because he knows I'm gonna get angry when he says it's a million degrees there because I hate mm-hmm. the cold. Mm. If you've got any uh, if you've got any outbuildings
1: I can come and live there as long yeah, as no alligators. Mm, no promises there's plenty we it's like I don't know like the, in terms of like the ecology here, I feel like we're living in the Jurassic. they got all sorts of lizards and insects and reptiles running around here. I
0: watch a few people on Twitch doing IRL walking around Miami. Oh, that's a fun place. Brian just spent six months there because his his mum lives there, and uh, yeah, there's lots of crazy people. But it's uh, never a dull moment, is what he was saying.
1: If you want, if you're on, if you're on Instagram, you should. There's this page called Only in Dade with Miami Dade. (laughs) Dade County is the is Miami is like the county of Miami, so home of Dexter. Yeah, so it's basically people posting things that they've seen around Miami. And it's usually like a truck upside down on fire somewhere or, you know, like an alligator in the middle of the highway or just crazy <laughs> stuff. So if you, you go follow them, I don't like I don't support them or anything. It's just if you want to see how absolutely ridiculous it is in Miami, only in date on Instagram. Lovely. Right. We should say hello to some people. First in the box
0: was Stephen Edwards. And then there was uh, Ken. Uh, then after ken there was uh oh dark clown Uh, these are all new names that's brilliant oh we've got j-rob the man who's giving us plenty of money every month you you cheeky monkey uh then we've got junior gunner we've got and 6523213894 the zoidberg he's always there the K Man, richard morris who else has popped in to say hello oh if i miss one i'll I'll feel bad oh daryl morris is there uh daniel kupka agreeing we are our mushrooms and if you want to become a mushroom you go down you click join and then you can stick i think it's 99p down my pants every month and for that you'll get bugger all apart from knowing that i've got money jingling around in my pants i'm going to stop that because that's going absolutely nowhere who else have we got in there oh there's grumpy gooner um peter tomlin that's a new name Oh, uh, old thunder's here i think he said he's born in october like i am a libra me as well Almost. yeah uh, you as well mm-hmm. what number Twenty nine. <gasps> it's only got a week to go. Mine was the tenth.
1: Oh, Ooh, happy belated birthday!
0: Oh God, it was terrible. I snapped a tooth and I had chips for my birthday. And Chan couldn't come back because all None of our that. mates have got the roid. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've got someone on Facebook, Julian Salmon. I haven't even put out the link for Facebook yet, Julian. So you're there. Oh, Bill Butler, another one of the ones who stuffs money down my pants at an alarming rate. Phil Macca, Rudy Rastos, Colos Used Cars. Uh, Luke Howard, Jimmy. You're all here tonight. Bloody hell. Would you? Oh, here we go. Another one who's been stuffing money down my pants. Yemi. Cheers, Yemi. Um, Right. I'm running out of people to say hello to, so I'm just going (laughs) to get on with it. Oh, here we go. Just in case zero one, Where's the pirate? I feel lonely on Twitch. Oh, here we go. It's only the Jeff from Canada, the the most delicious of all men with a magnificent beard. Uh, My son is on the 16th. We're not going to say his son's name just in case, but he's growing up quick. Oh, Jeff. He's growing up quick. Oh, we go. Junior Gunner's put a question in straight away. No mucking around. Uh, Danny, we aren't going to finish top four. The way are we attacking spells, we're limp up top. And granted, ha- and, and Arteta granted has made us solid, but he hasn't got the best out of any of our forward players. That's more of a statement than a question. True. Right. You don't put any questions in yet. We, we, we're not even started properly yet. John. Some, do a quick summary of the game, and then we'll go over some of the points I've made through the
1: game. How do you feel about it all? Well, I think we started off pretty bad, uh, and it, there was a lot of other moments that were bad. I know that's the, not the most in-depth analysis, but I think Leno had struggled a lot, which was a little concerning. I don't know exactly what was happening there, but there were some very scary passes. I thought Elneny was extremely positive. I thought uh, Partey was positive but i would like i would like to see him get involved in the game a little bit more maybe that's just uh a, a product of him just you know his first start for the team so obviously there's nothing really to worry about there and um you know i thought uh when you look at Players like G- Gabriel, who I thought was amazing, and uh, and Elneny I mentioned before, but just the pass that he had to Bellerin was absolutely fantastic. So we went down, which was annoying, and I think that Leno's going to have a lot to ask himself about. A couple of decisions he made, including that one that led to the goal. But uh, as well, uh, I think that w- we really kind of experimented. I think Arteta was experimenting with this – with this. I don't know what it was. It was kind of hard to tell what the, uh, the thing was, so – uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. It was we won at the end.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Gabriel looks like he's been playing for us for years, not for three or four games so far. And uh, I, I was waiting for the backlash for Party with people moaning about him. But Party doesn't really have much of a job to do. He's just going to come in there. He's going to keep things all going and pass things around. So I don't think anybody in their right mind is going to expect Party to come in there and score a hat trick and get three or four assists in his very first game. I think it's all very, like the saying goes, slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. Have
1: you gone? Nope, I'm here. I've just been i have been kicked out of the room, though. <laughs> do you want me to just keep talking while you go and do stuff? Nope, no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, lovely. Yeah,
0: so were you expecting a bit of a backlash from people not understanding what party's role at the club was going to be?
1: I think, I think I was expecting a little bit of, of issues that people had if he didn't just hit the ground running. And I think that, you know, if we were looking for someone that's just going to be tearing everything up right off the bat, I, I don't think that was going to happen necessarily, especially not in a Europa League game. Maybe... Maybe in in a in a in a system where we're having a lot more uh, of our first team players. I think, like when you look at like Tyranny and Bellerin and how, how much the side changed when they came on, especially Bellerin, I thought, uh, at the end of the day, uh, you can't really you can't really fault the way that he was playing or the way that Arteta played him right now. It was there was a lot of experimentation. I feel in terms of the of the structure and of the game plan going forward. So. No, I I don't really blame people because, you know, this is such an exciting signing. But at the same time, I also caution them to be a little bit wary and, and modest about what what exactly they expect from him right off the bat. Yeah, that
0: is going to take a while. Plus, with all the other players around him, plus there's a hell of a lot of changes from tonight. Who was that change? There was uh, Elneny's come in. And uh, Suarez coming in. Uh, For the beginning of the game, did you take a little while to figure out who was playing in what position? Because at at first I thought, oh, it looks like a back four with Suarez at right back. Then I thought, oh, no, no, he's playing on the right side of midfield. And then, oh, no, he's playing right wing and, and and Emery nenny is playing on the right side of midfield but did, did how long did it take you to figure out the formation or is it just me because i would only been awake for 12
1: minutes no i actually if you asked me right now i couldn't tell you what our formation was exactly and, that, and i kind of alluded to it earlier uh i don't really know what we were doing um and in terms of formation at least but maybe that was by design maybe that just because it was not really the first team so Really sure it was definitely a weird situation going on. It looked at, almost like a four four two in the beginning, and then uh, it kind of shifted to a three four three. And then once Bellering came on, it was a little bit more. I don't know what we what were used to seeing, but it was definitely interesting. By the way, I'm in the closet now. I could turn my co- my mic. I could turn my <laughs> camera on, but I am I'm literally I've been shunned to the closet. So I'm going to do that.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. Have you got any uh any dead stock trainers there that could be worth an absolute fortune? You didn't no, know but about. I, I got this jacket. This jacket's sweet. I have found an old Arsenal jacket from 1994 and put it on eBay for 250 quid. Wow! I'll be happy with half of that. But there's old Arsenal um, clothing, not T-shirts, not some um, kits, are worth an absolute bloody fortune. The one that I can't find was fin- sold for 140 quid, and I've mm-hmm. got one from the uh, from the mid 80s that my mate borrowed. That is about four hundred quid if I can find it, if
1: he can find it. I have the I have an original uh, of the of the bruised banana. It doesn't fit me anymore because I like beer and pizza too much. But <laughs> um, you know, it's not in like the greatest condition, but it is an original bruised banana. Which I don't know if they flooded the market with it and demand has gone down. But those older kits can go for for a good amount.
0: Oh yeah, I know. Um
1: Gav, mate of
0: ours, was uh, was doing lots uh had a website for doing it all right. I got Ryan Hobbs here. He says, Good first win. The ref was shocking though. No, uh yeah, the referee, what do you think about him? Is uh, like our Chris put on Twitter. Um Hello, I'm the ref, look at me, everybody, look at me. And he probably had a picture of Paul Durkin up on his bedroom wall as a kid. He was yeah. terrible, wasn't he?
1: he? He was awful. I even tweeted out too. we had in the first half we had more whistles than chances on both sides. So <laughs> You know, it's sad when, when the ref takes center stage, I think that if you are seeing the ref stop play more than actual plays that can progress the ball towards goal, you know that the the ref's not doing their job. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to officiate. They're not supposed to become the center of attention. And I think that a lot of times refs, uh, I'm not going to say, I don't know who this guy is, so I'm sure maybe someone else might know a little bit better than I, I do, but, um, he definitely was in the center of attention, whether he meant to or not. And if you're doing that, you're not doing what you're supposed to as a ref. Uh, You're not supposed it's not supposed to be about you. And I feel like he, the game was a a lot of the time about, the ref especially in the first half so that's not good you never want to see that you you know it's breaking up attacks it's breaking up plays like even if there's a little bit of a foul you really need to be able to to stem the gamut and not be afraid to like maybe let a a foul go that isn't necessary that you might normally call or something just to stop breaking up the play if you see there's an advantage i mean i don't see it was once there was the foul he stopped the play he didn't wait to see if there's an advantage he didn't wait to see any of that stuff which is kind of normal practice for a ref but you know, uh, to be fair, you can't really blame the ref for our performance in the first half. I thought we were fairly poor, even without the ref blowing his whistle every 10 seconds. But to answer your question, yeah, the ref was concerning. There was a point in the second half where he'd already booked Lacazette,
0: and then it looked like he was going to book somebody else. And I thought, is that is that Lacazette going to get a second yellow for nothing? And I think that was when Eddie um, had, uh, had 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 kicked the ball away when uh, when play had stopped. Yeah, and was- as he was standing next to Lacazette, I thought, He's going to give him a second yellow card for absolutely
1: nothing. That's the kind of referee that he was, though. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it was it was it wasn't good. And I like I said I hate games like that. I hate when refs take center stage like that. It's not about you. You're just supposed to be there. You should be in if you're doing your job right, you're functionally invisible. And okay, well-
0: all right um quick look at the lineups um any surprises there we've got Cedric playing right wing back as we figured out after about 45 minutes on any partnering um party in midfield and playing a front three with uh no no maitland Lyles, which I think uh, Cedric playing right back uh, right wing back and Maitland-Niles for me were the two biggest things that I was
1: was quite surprised by um what does Maitland-Niles have to do to get a game uh, I don't know, and it was interesting because you know he ha- he was the one that was giving the presser about you know his opportunity that that Arteta gave him the trust that Arteta has in him. I'm not exactly sure what he has to do to get a game. Maybe we're saving him for Sunday. Um, that's my best guess. Um, but you know, I don't. I, I my guess is as good as yours in terms of the the lineup itself. I thought it was interesting that Partey started. I'm I'm happy he did, but uh, it was it was definitely an aggressive move on on uh, on Arteta's part. Um, seeing uh gabriel start with louise i thought was aggressive as well from a defensive point of view maybe he kind of knew that uh this was going to be a game like this and you know hopefully they didn't go in underestimating these opponents i know that europa league a lot of the fans at least tend to underestimate some of these sides but you could see from a defensive point of view on their side it was pretty it was pretty solid and they did have some good chances so um it, it was an interesting lineup again i'm with you i don't know exactly what he was doing in terms of a structure once the once the, good evening as well russ uh, uh well, well, in terms of a structure but look at the end of the day you get the you get the three points and that's what we did and it was a, away from home where there was actually fans i can't remember the last time arsenal played a game where there were away fans so that might, that was probably interesting for for the players as well i was so unexpected of the fans i thought I can hear the fans. But maybe they've got the volume up
0: down, uh, down too low because I'm sure they meant to have it louder on BT Sports. So I went, oh, it's actual fans in the ground. And yeah. just, they, I think there was, what, did you say 3,000 there?
1: Oh, I don't know. There was a good amount. There was enough, more than we've seen, you know, in any Premier League match or anything like that. So that was that was kind of good. I, I, I enjoyed that. It was almost a semblance of... The before times, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, it was good to see. Hopefully, they can do it safely in the Premier League because I think that that's one, one thing that's been missing from the game. Uh, obviously, it's been missing, and um, it'd be nice if, if that could be happening more, but have to be safe about it. Obviously,
0: a little bit of talk in the chat box. And says, Did we miss Xhaka tonight, anyone? And Julian Salmon says, not really, Xhaka. We miss Danny Moore. How would, looking at the the um, the performance that El Nenny put in, mm-hmm. I, I like to refer to El Nenny, you know, um, when you're growing up, if you're an ugly bloke or an ugly bird, you tend to try a little bit hard when you're out on the pool, <laughs> don't you? So El Nenny has to try hard because he's not the greatest footballer, but every game he gives it his all. So with someone, uh, Anne saying Xhaka and Julian saying Danny, where would those two have fitted in if we would have played uh, El and Party. I don't think you could. I don't think that's the future of our midfield. I think it's going to be two the whole time yeah. while we're playing three at the back.
1: Well, three at the back. I think it'll be two. But um, that being said, in the first half, especially, I did not think that party exerted much influence in the game. I'll say that. I think that he grew into it a little in the second half, but in the first, I, I couldn't help but thinking that Jaka would have absolutely influenced the game a lot more, at least from a from a, a tempo perspective, which is which is kind of a weird thing to say about Jaka. But you know, as as he's been under Arteta, he's been absolutely key in in being that pivot from from defense into attack. And then you noticed that when, because Jaka was not in there anymore, we saw Gabriel almost in their final third, more than a lot of the midfield players. <laughs> so Gabriel was, was, was bombing forward with the ball because we lacked that uh, ability to create from deep, which is what Jaka brings to the team. So uh, if you notice there was in the beginning, there was about two or three players just kind of pivot, like circling around Partey to kind of keep him, you know, almost at bay. Maybe I don't know what, what tactics they did, but it's just what it looked like to me. And, uh, there was not a lot of movement through the middle of the pitch. It looked like we were just trying to get the ball to the wings. And, um, that could be a reason why we didn't see a lot from Partey in the beginning of the game and why i think that maybe in the be- in the first 45 minutes jaco if unless you know that could have just been the the game plan is to get it out to the wings and not really worry about the midfield in which case it went according to plan but i just couldn't help thinking when you when when jaco has been playing under arteta he's been touching the ball a lot more he's been able to influence a lot more um and Ceballos absolutely as well uh, in the same in the same mold, he's a very very technical player. So, uh, and he's all over the place. But El man, that guy was all over the place today. I think between him, between El Neni and Gabriel, those were my two uh, men of the match. And uh, like I said, I already mentioned that ball to Bellerin And this notion that Elneny only passes sideways and backwards is completely uh, false. All right, he you know a lot of his passes are safe. And like you said, he's not like the greatest player in the world, but Maybe maybe you're right, he just tries harder uh, than other players uh, because he has to kind of overcompensate for maybe a lack in technical quality, even though I, I think that that te- lack in technical quality is understated, is overstated when it comes to El Nenny. But look, uh, I, obviously, we have a new player in Partey. It's going to take some time to kind of sort out exactly what we want to do in the midfield. Like you said, it might be a case where there's two players in the midfield there, but going forward, I think he's just going to have to find out what works best for him, and, and uh, that's just going to come with time.
0: Yeah, uh, Maggers has just put, hey, guys, 100. That looks like the kind of thing where you give money, but that's on – maybe he gave us some money on Twitch. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. Let us know if you did, Maggers, because I've got eight windows open here and I'm not using OBS. We're using StreamYard. Um, someone else put a, a good thing in here. oh uh, we go, Martin Gilmore. I don't think we ever looked like losing, but needed to step up after letting in that piss-poor goal. And Lars Goran N says, I agree with you, Gilmore. So I think you're a new person, Lars. Hello. Um, and Leno had a shocker tonight. Should we talk about goalkeepers? Did uh sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, before the game, are you, if you had to play one goalkeeper, would you be Leno or Martinez? And then talk a little bit about Leno playing uh, left wing back for some of the game and get us in trouble. Wait, what do you mean? What was the first question? Uh, in general, Martinez or Leno,
1: if they were both at the club. Um, all right, so it's. I'm going to put this poor performance aside, uh, and I'm still going to go with Leno. If I had the If I had the choice, Leno's still the starting. Oh, oh. In terms of this game, yeah. Oh, that's a different question. I think this game Martinez would start. I think this is a I think that had had Martinez stayed at the club I don't think I still don't think he would have been the starting keeper so this would have been one of those cup competitions that we probably were trying to get him to stay by promising him. So if he did stay I imagine he'd be starting here. Now what would I want? I I think Leno is the one I'd still want just because I think that the more games he gets whatever kind of issues that he's going to have is only going to be ironed out through you know making them to a certain extent, and then dealing with it, dealing with whatever he has in training. There's some glaring issues that he had, especially with his composure on the ball passing in our own box, and that's something that we saw with Martinez was very, very good uh, under under Arteta, and when he did get a chance to play. So he needs to step that aspect up. I, there were some area, there were some times when he was extremely controlling in the box, which I thought he did uh, better than he usually does. Although uh, I think he's very underrated. Uh, in t- in the air and in, com- in in terms of commanding the box, when you look at the statistics on it, um, he he wasn't as good as 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 Martinez was. But look, I think that it's a it, it's a case where Martinez is doing really good right now for Aston Villa, right? So everyone's looking at that and going, "Man, it, we made the wrong decision." And l- I think the, the jury's possibly still out there, but. Because it's out there, you know, you can't really make that determination yet, you know, um, I think that L- Leno still is is everyone is is getting used to the squad. Leno included, right? he's he's working with a new defender and Gabriel. Uh, Luis can be a little bit caustic sometimes and <laughs> what he what he's doing. But yeah, but playing left back, I don't really know exactly what was going on right there. and someone mentioned, oh, right there. Martin mentioned better distribution. Uh, he usually is better than he was tonight. I thought he had a very poor game, and that's not to say that he's not. He's a poor keeper. Those are two different things. Right. Um, I don't really know exactly what was happening. Maybe it was a mentality thing. I'm not going to guess. I just know that he needs to step up. He needs to do better than he did today. And we all know that he's capable of doing better than he did today. So I'm still with Leno. I'm not I'm not giving up on him. Obviously, Um, he just needs to do better. You're not wearing that hat because it's sunny, are you? Oh, no. And this all my the German bias aside, I think that, you know, he's just he's just an excellent keeper. And he sure. showed it time and time again. Um It's just that kind of uh, Martinez is always going to be perfect in our minds. He never messed up. He's always going to be perfect. And and then because he extended it with Aston Villa, it's always going to be that that's always going to be a thing. So he, he doesn't play for Arsenal anymore. You know, sure. it, you know so we got we have Leno he's a great keeper he didn't have a great game tonight that'll happen we still ended up winning so if that if that got it out of a system good but we just need to move on from it you know I think people need to remember that for the last one and a half seasons
0: up to the point when Martinez came in Leno was our best player and when your goalkeeper is your best player Bam Young probably second best that and that buys him uh enough uh free dodgy games for the rest of his arsenal career um i've had a look Maggers. i was uh, i was looking i was looking at the facebook Of course that's the twitch prime thing you've given us five dollars that's about um, 500 yeah. cheers very kind of you you're one of the first people apart from Nikki, to ever stuff damn um, twitch bits down my pants very kind of you mate so i would go. i've been and have a look at that um right yes we've been going uh 21 minutes maybe we should start talking about the game a little bit uh some of the the main notes i've put down was a uh, great play from um um, Vienna in the first half yeah. um the player down down our left hand side the player seemed to turn cola inside out and while he was doing that don't look at this hand look at the other hand back heeled it to his mate his mate went oi you're in the box have some of this um, crossed it into the box and his mate went you've had a back a kick i will never have a back kick and it nearly went in my heart was in my mouth at that point and I thought yeah. oh geez I hope this doesn't make this isn't gonna be oh yeah, Michael Harnemann. He sent us £5 on YouTube and he says, Leno knows he can make mistakes and he will get picked again because Ro- <laughs> he's put Runison, but I call him Roon- Run the Gunner, has come in and isn't putting the pressure on ME. That was, I think, Jens Lehmann would come in and put more pressure on him. He's only there because he knows one of the, the backroom staff and he cost a million pounds. That's the only reason he's there. Good luck to the bloke, but Leno's going to play every game this season. So... um yeah, was your heart in your mouth after they nearly scored with two with those two tricky FIFA kicks?
1: It was, and I mentioned it on this group chat I was on. I was going, "Oh man, it's gonna be like that, isn't it?" You know, we're we're just gonna be giving up these chances, and then we're gonna concede, and then. But look, they came back. So yeah, my heart was in my mouth, um, but I never I never counted us out. This one, I, I you just look at the quality, and we knew that I knew that we were gonna have enough to overcome it um, at the end of the day. Right. At the end of this game, I knew I, I was very confident we'd be able to get something out of it. I wasn't surprised when the equalizer came, let's put it that way. And I wasn't surprised when the second goal came. Um, so yeah, I think that it was a little bit nervy in certain certain situations. And and to to uh I forget his name's his question though about or his comment about Leno not being have any pressure put on him. Um I think there might be some truth to that. I think that uh it's unclear how much pressure Martinez was putting on Leno at the time. I think it's not like it's not like he was knocking down the door and blowing games away whenever he was selected, right? You know, he came in, he had a good game here and there, but I, I'm not exactly sure that you would say that Martinez was knocking down the door on on Leno, and I mean, he might have been, but we just never heard about it. Um, I think it took Leno getting injured for Martinez to step in and then take it. Well, yeah, I don't know anything apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird abuse, Jason. Hopefully, we'll
0: see him on a podcast again soon. He's in North Kakalaki. I think that's nice. what you lot call it. <laughs> yeah, but so you lot don't know anything not about about soccer day until you hear you or, or Jason talking, and then mm. it's time for me to shut up because you two know more than I do about football. But so um we've got, we've got no choice, have we? We've got to stick with Leno because he's our only goalkeeper.
1: Really? Yeah, and, only and- only reasonable selection right now, right? I mean, we're not going to be seeing... I don't think he's ready yet, the, the new keeper.
0: Hmm. I don't think he well, Someone put in here that he'll play in the Dead Rippers. But As I've got 19 windows open, I can't go and find that one. It's very nice to see everybody there joining in. Nice to see um, Jason back in the chat. He was in there a couple of games ago. Uh, Jason, are you going to come on any shows? be nice if you did. We've got um, this podcast on Tuesday. We've got Jeff Arsenal, Raj Patel, and FK FK's coming back to ABW for a show. Oh, it's just like the Wenger days again. <laughs> we need to bring out all these books. Right, next point. I. Is there any points that I've missed so far? I'm only up to 18 minutes, but I think most of it is worth... Uh, got the, We've already talked about the lack of booking. Do you think mm-hmm. that wasn't a yellow, was it? No. Yeah. No, I didn't think so. of um, drops deep. Pepe and Adey keep swapping sides. Cedric was our furthest forward player at one point. Some strange positions going on tonight. I think we've covered that a little bit. Party yeah. booked. This one. So it's two and two for party. He yeah. picks up the ball, goes to run off, and shoves his arm back into the player's face a bit. Uh, and the player rolls around on the floor like he's just been choke slammed. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, the referee bought that I I can see. hook, line, and sinker, didn't he?
1: Yeah. Well, the ref, like we already said, was just – Awful, but um, yeah that that was a weird one. I mean, I can I could see why that's a booking, but that early on, it was fairly early into the match, and you know it was one of his first kind of interactions in the game, and to get a booking, I thought was pretty harsh. Um, but I I don't know uh, that 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 implies that I have any sense of what that ref was trying to do in terms of controlling that game, and it just kind of looked like. There, there was no rhyme or reason to it he was calling certain things he wasn't calling other things and it was and it was, he was just blowing his whistle every 10 seconds so i i, I don't really know what to make of, of that booking to be honest but i thought i personally thought it was harsh especially given how early it was
0: lars is off cheers
1: lars nice to see you um lars goran and
0: i don't know how you pronounce the word e h n have you got any idea john uh n? maybe just n n i think it's n right oh there you go lars goran and thanks for joining us um uh owen is in there owen's been a little bit cheeky he wants to know why why are you in the cupboard
1: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i am asking myself that same question there
0: Oh <laughs> john pierce but no one knows why he's in the cupboard maybe you're just going to start a trend podcasting from a cupboard yeah. talking about podcasts what, what's your podcast been up to lately nothing a bit but-
1: quiet yeah, huh? it's been quiet. It's been quiet.
0: You're a busy man, though, aren't you?
1: Oh man, it's. I'm in a cupboard. This is where I actually been. <laughs> I've had. I've been. I've been having rough times, as you can tell. I've been. I've been living in in a closet. So got some more hellos to do we got
0: um Stevie Hurst I I was spent the last I spent most of the game watching his channel talking about it and he uh, he's going to come on soon and he's going to talk about Bellerin and he's not he's not a fan of Bellerin and then he's going oh no Bellerin's had an assist oh well had had a pre assist so yeah cheers to joining in Stevie it's a good good show from your side Bellerin
1: was great today Bellerin had an <laughs> one, one of the best tackles I've ever seen Bellerin make was today in this game and like you you can i'm sorry stevie but like you could even tell after he made the tackle he was like oh i I got the ball oh we've got on
0: on twitch we have got berg gunner that is he's in i'm sure he's in norway i was talking to him on twitter the other day he is a cow farmer and if anybody ever remembers i did a podcast at the beginning of the podcast says hello to everybody in norway milking their cows that was aimed just at him and he's come and joined our uh our Twitch and who else is in there? Oh, Ray Anderson has said that. Um, uh, here we go. Um, Owen has said he's made a few of those tackles recently, he changed the game today. Hmm. Uh, Could still be uh, hope for him. I but... think, there, I mean, yeah, of course, there is. Here we go, Ross Morgan's For John's wife is watching 90210 or something. He's been relegated <laughs> to the cupboard. <laughs> he's not that far off.
1: He's not that far off.
0: Uh, right, some more notes. Um, another 42nd minute, another chance for Vienna. Cross comes in. Luis is fast asleep. Their bloke gets to the ball, stops, turns quickly, and shoots a very narrow angle across the goal. They could have had scored three times now compared to our one. We were just lucky that there was nobody else there, wasn't it, to tap that
1: in. Yeah. Yeah. And look, it's, it's one of those moments that your hope you you, Louise does stuff like this sometimes, you know, and he'll totally kind of blink. uh, And you just hope that they don't happen in moments where the opponent has an opportunity to capitalize, but they're also not, not as frequent as people want to say. So if this is the one that he can get out of a system, we're in good shape. (laughs) I guess relatively, but yeah. Denmark, dear Dan, almost the same, like England and Scotland. Oh, look at you're already messing you're already starting to upset people there, Dan. Well,
0: I've got I've got um, Chris is from Brighton, but he's Norwegian, living in Norway. You got him. Um, you got Berg Gunner in Denmark. I've got people in Sweden. I've got people in Finland. I have got um, another one. Oh, there's so many of them that I talk to because I just
1: love Scandinavia. You're it's so. better than me. I have some weird like name. I can't even. I'm the worst with like names. I can remember faces, but like I have like some weird aphasia when it comes. I cannot remember anyone's name for the life of me. So <laughs> you're you. I'm I'm just. I'm giving you a hard time, but it's actually way more impressive than anything I could have done. I always decided if I ever become famous, the first thing I'm going to say to
0: people, every time you meet me, whisper me your name. And then I'll go, oh, hello, John. How are you? Whisper me your name and on one special fact about you, and I'll pretend that I've known you for years. My name is John, and I live
1: in a cupboard. <laughs>
0: there you go. Uh, I don't know why Jason's put that. All uh,
1: right. Wonder world. Yeah. Yes, there you go. A book right. wonder wall.
0: Oh, Wonder World! See, I'm not reading it. I'm doing too many things at once. I can't Wonder World. <laughs> yeah, not Wonder. I'm just too slow on that. I'm just too trying to do too many things at once. Right, moving into the second half, 51st minute, another Arsenal fuck up. Louise gives the ball to Leno, who taps mm. it into a Vienna player, and then he gives it to his mate, and his mate has a, a shot with an open goal. Another brain fart from Leno. That's at that point. Did you think that's it? We're not, not yes. going to win this game.
1: I I went, we are our own worst enemies and this is an example of it. Sometimes we can just totally mess it up and, uh, you know, look, Leno did not have a great game and that was kind of the theme of, of my kind of breakdown in the beginning that, that look, you're, it's going to happen. We just, they got to work on it. They cannot, this can, that cannot keep happening and maybe once in a game, but like multiple times, that's an issue. I'm I'm not giving up on Leno but like he's got to get that out of his game. They got to be focused. I don't know what the heck that was, but it's it's not going to be acceptable for Arteta and it's not acceptable for us. We we're not going to accept that kind of that kind of play. We we just you got to you got to you can't it's I can't even know what to say about it. It was just it was so frustrating when I saw that. It was so frustrating, but slightly uh, nostalgic as well because we've seen it before, but all right. Dark
0: Cloud makes a good point. No, nope, good game from Rapid. They should have shut up shop as soon as we started attacking because they threw that game away, which uh. is uh, worrying for them. I mean, we played well. I mean, I think the turning point was bringing Young on and taking Eddie off. Eddie, we were talking. I was watching Stevie's Twitch and we were talking, saying, "I don't. We we don't ever think that Eddie is going to be able to step up and be the Lacazette, be the Abamyang kind of figure. He's just. I don't know it's a bit sad that he isn't, but I don't think he's ever going to make it. Is he?
1: Um, I haven't given up on it yet, but Mm. I think I I could see the, I can see the, the, the hesitance to accept that he's going to be a player that'd be able to make it. I I do get it. Um, but you know, he still is young. He still is, you know, uh, like, I think we're expecting a lot of him right now and I'm willing to give him a little time, but it is concerning when you see performances like that. Let's put it that way. And you and it's kind of annoying because you see what he's doing for the uh, for England and whatever, you know, breaking records and doing all sorts of great stuff. But then when he puts on the Arsenal shirt, like it's hit or miss sometimes with him. And he needs to figure out how to be more involved in the game and more not only just more involved, but more consistently involved to a point where he's affecting games. And that, I think, is going to be the biggest challenge for him and biggest challenge for Arteta to get that out of him. And when he does, I think there's a special player in there somewhere. It just needs to be more consistent and it needs to be in a, in on a bigger on a bigger scale i agree with that um
0: yeah jamie fitzgerald Fitzgerald, i think he's a, a dj he's doing it on facebook and he's doing it on youtube that's really a lot to see everybody on every platform why was party not started against man city that's not really something we can answer now is it we, we did kind of
1: cover that in the podcast do you have a, any thought on why he didn't just too early yeah, it's too early. It's a huge game. I don't think that you know, if he started him and he didn't play well, I mean, we're having a whole, you know, uh, I'd like to think that people would be reasonable and and come up with that conclusion, but I just don't think he barely trained with the team at that point. There's there's no way. I would have been extremely surprised if Partey started against Man City. I would have been extremely surprised. Um I was I was surprised that he started today. I thought we'd see him maybe off the bench or something. We'd see like Sabio's Xhaka or or whatever. So 58th minute, same thing again. Leno almost
0: let them score from nothing. Very worrying. 60th minute, Alba on for Eddie. Eddie has been very poor. I think I've been a bit harsh there. I think Eddie hasn't been too great. 69th minute, some good work down the right from Pepe and Bellerin, which was nice to see because we were complaining on the podcast that Saka and Tierney have got a kind of thing going, but we need Pepe and Bellerin to do it down the right, and it looked like they did. We got the free kick after the foul on, I think it might have been Bellerin or Pepe, one of those two. Uh, the free kick was from half a mile out. I, d- I wondered what they were even doing, whether they're just going to do a short pass and then run it into the box. But no, Pepe launches it all the half the length of the field, the free kick down into the box, and then everybody jumps up. It hits louise's head and goes in. Would you say that that was a header from louise or do you think the ball just hit him on the head and went in?
1: <laughs> uh, I think that was a header. I think he tried to, uh, well, I mean, technically, both of those things are true, right? Uh, the ball did hit him on the head and it went in, and I think it was a header. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, that was lucky," but then they played it again. I was like, "Oh, he, he really hit that the ball." So, uh, look, that you know, he did it. The uh, Louise giveth and Louise taketh away, or Louise taketh away and Louise giveth. But here we are, and we're we're equalized now, and awesome yeah that was good it's uh he does doesn't he, he gives with one hand and takes with the other <laughs> it's, yeah yeah it's concerning it's concerning but that's that's who he is and you know the moments that he has that are terrible or you know hopefully minimal going forward <laughs> I'm just i'm yeah. just hoping just hoping. all right next one i'm
0: down to da, 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 da. leno at it again uh what the hell is up with him so Unlike him, so unlike him, the bloke nearly scores as Leno decides to play left wing back. We have covered that bit a little bit in the, in the beginning of the show. So maybe go back and listen to that if you missed it because it was. Uh, we have no idea what he was doing at left wing back. 73rd minute, great work from El Nene. Splits their midfield, much like that pass from against Man City where they split um, someone... Oh, Mares on the right-hand side. where he split the entire of our midfield, didn't he, to get the ball to Aguero. Um, yeah, yep. so... Nenny did the same thing, uh, midfield to Bellerin, who then threads it through. And I thought, bloody hell, it's like watching Pele play. It's like a Spanish Pele. <laughs> <laughs> and then he threads it through to Young, who's just standing there, and he's probably probably had a pint on the go, had a fag on the go. He's got his own, uh, elbow on the, on the side of the board. They're waiting for the ball to come. Bellerin, any time now, son. Bellerin drifts it, of course. And uh, um, Young goes, thank you very much. I don't mind if I do. Taps it in, 2-1. Yes, is what I've put. That yeah. was—he uh, was never going to miss that, was he?
1: No, no. That's that's got Abamyang. That's got two one written all over it. And look, he he had another opportunity to make that again. I think uh, a little bit later on to make it three one. Um, but I, I think I, who was it on the side? Was it Nelson? Or no, Willick. It was Willick, right? Yeah, Nelson came on. To the yeah, I, mean, I meant Willick. I meant Willick. Mm-hmm. So Willick came on, and he was it. Him that tried to square it and went right into the defender for a corner, and it was like almost an identical run from Abamyang up on that left hand side. Possibly. So. Yeah, we've seen that before, and it's a very easy goal, and you know, there's no way he's missing that. And that's another feather in um, uh box of feathers because I don't think you're outwear caps when you're playing football. No, no. And he's, I tweeted he's... out, I tweeted out after that, like a kind of that mocking SpongeBob meme about people who say that he only passes sideways and backwards. And I was, always, I always told people, like, look, this—he's a very safe player, but he's got the ability to pass forward and 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 be a creative player if 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 someone actually kind of put the the iron to him and that's exactly what arteta seems to be doing and we're starting to see these games like it's not is it enough right now no all right it's not enough we need some more creativity but you look at that bill that is an amazing pass to break up the defense again it's man city same thing so yeah
0: makes good everybody happy to see him come back and do that and that time in in Turkey has done wonders because he played nearly every game and they had a good run at the league there as well. And yeah. um, my next points uh, the, the, the 80th minute good work by Laka holds off three players passes the ball out of the box to Pepe who has a long shot and I think it nearly went top left hand corner quite close but miss Pepe was definitely on, the, on his uh, on his game today wasn't he after the last couple of games where he's been a little bit quiet that's great to see.
1: Yeah, I think that you know, with the exception of that amazing goal that he had when you know he came in off that right-hand side and just beat everyone and then just slotted into the bottom left-hand corner. Up after that, you know, it was a little, you know, against Man City, whatever. And now here you're looking at his, you're looking at him going, he should be running this, these players ragged. And credit to to Rapid because I think that you know while he was giving them problems, they definitely they definitely put up a fight against them and it wasn't like, it wasn't a situation where he was actually just tearing them up, which is to their credit, because I think Pepe is a very, very good player. I think that, you know, I guess that's a whole nother podcast, whether, whether he has the ability to actually make a return on, on the money that we spent for him or whatever. But I'm at this point, we've already paid the money for him. Now it's a question about, can he get good games and can he put in a performance that helps the team win? And today I thought he put in a performance that helped the team win, um, which is all you can really ask for. Right. So you could, there's two kinds of standards. One, is he a player that's helping the team win? And two, is he a player that's 72 million pounds? Okay. Like, the money's already paid now let's just I, i hope he can help us win that's what he did today so that's all you can really ask at that point
0: yeah and just hopefully people remember that next time he has a bad game that it's just taking him a little bit longer than usual to to get in the flow and and do what he's good for i think he's quite a nervous player and maybe worries too much about messing things up
1: yeah, and that's concerning to me only because he is such a confidence player. And I feel like when you have a player like that, a confidence player, if you can get the ball to him more often than not, you can kind of smooth that out a little bit. <laughs> that's a good. That I wish been fun. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, did you see his tweet? Ozil's tweet about him sitting Staying at home. Yeah, well, on the computer. Did you see that? yeah well
0: it was oh. something along the lines of uh if i can't be there to support the team i'll be supporting them at home watching tv or something
1: no 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 did you see no? the, the one that he tweeted with like him it was like a it was like a animated ozel no. sitting at a. oh my go on his go on his twitter right? you have to see this yeah, so he, i can't have he, blocked him oh okay <laughs> i'm thinking of shit <laughs> <laughs> okay so just an explanation he he tweeted. i forget what the he, he has like one of those things oh like come on you gonna it was like some uh, sarcastic comment and it's an animated version of mesut ozil sitting behind a computer with his like legs up reading a magazine it was unreal it was unreal anyway that was just
0: that was ridiculous yeah I'll, uh, um i'll share with the beautiful listeners They <laughs> got blocked him no that is that's hilarious. I can't his tweets—you
1: actually blocked <laughs> I think I've actually got Arsenal blocked as well. What's bullshit. going on? What's going on, Danny? Is everything all right? Is everything all right, Danny?
0: But I did. Say, I'm following Jack Wilshere, and Jack Wilshere's on the verge now of being on uh, uh, the side. He's he was saying,
1: "Yeah," he was saying, "Like, oh, especially if you're the best player in the world." Or, I don't know what he said, something like that. But Jason started this with uh, Colonial Cannon said, uh, "I wish Arsenal would have live tweeted the match with Özil." <laughs>
0: He would have got some views on Twitch. He
1: would, I think Arson, Arson would have made more money off charging people to watch him live tweet yeah. that than he would have made on all of his book sales. Yeah, he would indeed. Have you read the book? No, no, I haven't. I'm not going
0: to because I'm it's not listening. available
1: in the United States until November 10th. Is it? Apparently, Shocking. I don't know if I, if someone if someone knows a way that you can get in the United States. But I pre-ordered it, and it's not available for another you know couple of weeks. It was ridiculous. Scumbags. So was, yeah, scumbags.
0: Anyway, right, that is the show done. If you had a, a few final thoughts that pop into
1: your mind about the game, positive yeah. or negative, what would they be? Positive, we won. Positive, we won. That's is it. it. Uh, negative. I think they need to sort out some things, Leno specifically. And uh I guess a kind of um, a point that's neither positive nor negative is that we have a game against Leicester on Sunday. So I imagine a lot of what we did playing uh it was th- keeping that in mind in terms of the team selection and things like that. So I imagine we're gonna see a lot more of a cohesive performance on Sunday. Fingers against spot. Leicester. That's gonna be
0: <clears throat> I'm not sure who's on the Leicester game. I think it may well be John Welsh and uh uh, Sunday, yeah, me and John If John uh, John gets one day off a week and he said he might come and do a show with us um, right, uh, that's all from us tonight, I am, um, uh, like Jason says, three points is three points up sure the is. Arsenal, Avon Teddington the front three need a lot of work, mm. and uh, Michael Harniman, positive BBC4 are showing, she wore a yellow ribbon tonight and Berg in Denmark or Norway. I've forgotten already. Mark,
1: he's from Denmark.
0: <laughs> I'm never going to remember. I quite I like remember. the possibility of minimalizing twitch. I have that in the background while I keep working work, keeping keeping count, on my... count on my working hours. There mm-hmm. we go. Ray Anderson, parte boss the middle of in the second half. Gabriel was positive all game. So Agreed. someone made a good point on the podcast. We overpaid for Pepe, we underpaid for Gabriel
1: um that's actually that? that's a fairly good point um i i just don't like the narrative of the overpaying thing because and then whatever fine yes technically maybe <laughs> we
0: and her. owen i'm on your show tonight half past nine i think um is it gonna be live owen are we gonna be live i think it's half past nine you want me yeah. Um, Michael Harniman says, "Cheers, lads." Avon Teddington, thanks, Danny John. That is actually my middle name, so he could both of those could be aimed at me. Oh, so none of them are me. Sorry. Well, okay, Avon. <laughs> I see it is, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Owen's going to even. Oh, he's probably. Oh, here we go. Owen, um, the Goon of Crack Podcast is live at nine thirty. Well, I, I can do what I want here, so do I'm going to go onto the YouTube because I'm subscribed to his channel. Go watch and it. I man. can go and find it, and I'm going to go and. Uh, uh you can wait everyone you can wait there for a minute i'm doing something uh g-o-o-n-e-r-c-r-a-i-c
1: yeah owen's podcast is great everyone if you don't have if you're not subscribed there do that as well and if you're not subscribed to this one obviously subscribe to this one there you go thank you very much
0: there you go everybody i am going to be on that podcast it's in the youtube in our chat box at the moment it's guna c-r-a-i-c podcast and everybody likes owen and it's not just because he did so much for Gunas versus Cancer. He did more than I did. I did bugger all. I forgot to even give him any money. I said, "Oh, can I give you some?" No, it's finished. So that's another year. I've got, I've got away of not paying them any money. So uh, yeah, I'm going to be on there half past nine tonight live on YouTube. Come and say hello, John. You've been spectacular as always. You should have your own podcast. If you're that good.
1: I should have my own room too, but that's not <laughs> happening. So here we are. <laughs> any
0: idea when? Oh look, my brother's turned up. Um, I'm fat and furry. You can shut up, you big mince. Um, any new, any idea when we're going to get some work from you? Yeah, uh, no. Maybe we should just get you to come on a normal podcast with us. Then in a couple of weeks.
1: No, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I like, I'm so busy, it's ridiculous. But, mm-hmm. but I will. I, I love, I love coming on on your podcast. So, Good. I'd be happy to. Lovely.
0: Right. Thank you very much to everybody who has joined us during the night. Thank you to Michael Harniman for the five pounds that he gave us. Thank you much to um, Mang... Mag- Why well, do I don't want to go Mangers? Ah, Mang- Oh, that's the cider, isn't it? So it's Magers, probably, for the oh, 500 yeah. Bitties for Titties, which is what we call it on Twitch. Thank you to everybody who joined. There's been a uh, 100-and-something-odd people there with you. Not a lot of people come watch podcasts anymore because there's no drama, because we're not yeah. shit anymore, so people are not interested. So if you want to um, subscribe, you can, and all the usual places on Waffle. Waffles turns up. Yes. David, you're an absolute bloody disgrace. Love Wallops and and arrivederci so yes that's uh i'm waffling on now thank you very much everybody thank you very much john we will see you on sunday for the post leicester game and uh nanny nanny you cheeky monkeys goodbye as soon as i scored that goal i was fucking livid splendid business get down dog